Well, I missed you yesterday, Britt. Did uh, did you miss me for a, for a Tuesday Brad and Britt cast? This is a Wednesday Brad and Britt cast. You miss me? Oh. oh, gosh, did I ever. It was very difficult to salve my heart. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I'll uh, I'll throw this one out on the table here. Let's let's start with the Peter Navarro versus Anthony Fauci fight. Now, this I'm glad you started with. Please roll this out for everybody. And first of all, this is the best Italian brawl <laughs> since Rocky Marciano versus Gino Bianvino in Providence, Rhode Island, April twenty first, nineteen fifty two. We all remember those two Italian. Remember that one? That's maybe, exactly right. Well, it might not be so far in the past here. This is a little bit more current, but not really. This is the the uh, most fun we've seen between two Italians going at it since Emilio Barzino had Sonny Corleone shot up at the uh, toll booth in The Godfather. Okay? If, uh, Sonny, if Sonny would have only had Easy Pass, everything would have been just yes. fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, Navarro, who's just basically a discredited, barely economist. Remember that. Remember that, mm-hmm. that everybody that Trump hired was already second tier I'm when he was putting heap. Right. He's right. Uh, currently the director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy. That is his title. Right. So just just remember, got to start from that baseline and then compare him to uh, Dr. Fauci. And and by the way, I urge you to look at the uh, new Lincoln Project piece that they just put out. It's uh, it's about two minutes long, and it is uh, just a wonderful takedown <laughs> of uh, 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 Trump versus. Fauci, or as they like to call it, who are you going to believe, the dope or the doctor? All right. Oh, wow. In the new Lincoln Project uh, uh, video that's out there. I, I've got it up on my Facebook page. It, it's everywhere. Inter- interesting. My, my favorite thing is people will they'll put something. You've got to see this Lincoln Project thing. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of it. I fucking do this for 50 years of my fucking life. It's all I do. No, I've never heard of it. Thanks for introducing it to me. But anyway, That's great. Anyhow. So Navarro uh, versus Fauci. Right. So so Navarro has a thing against Fauci. He's the point man in the proxy war that Trump is waging against Dr. Fauci. Now, that's has, an important point. That's an important point because it's the entire administration is against Dr. Fauci, and he, they've been decided this guy is going to be the attack monster, right? I'd say he's the lead, the lead yeah. dog, or, or, yeah. as, or as the people on television like to say, the White House. Please <laughs> stop saying that. It is not the White House says this is Trump. It's the Trump show. Everything is an extension of him. Everything that is done in the White House by people employed in the White House who were hired by Donald Trump are an extension of him. But the White House itself is not this amorphous being that has a policy apart from the president. Oh, boy, you! I, I am fucking pissed already here. We're only two minutes in. Jesus. Yeah, we, we haven't even gotten to the meat of it yet. Right. So. Navarro writes an op-ed, and they uh, they run it in USA Today, and this this game of bullshit that gets played. Well, he didn't run it through the White House press office, so uh, we're we're standing back, and and uh, that's Navarro's opinion. That is not exactly what the president believes, and the president has a great relationship with uh, Dr. Fauci. And would you please stop with telling? us, the American people, that the only thing that matters is 
what kind of relationship people have with the president. I don't give a shit if they hated each other, if they could work together, okay? Whatever happened to the team of rivals? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> That's <laughs> because, a good one. Yes, yes. On, on the Trump team of rivals, they all have good personal relationships with each other. It's just like pro wrestling. They just pretend. All right, so uh, uh, Navarro writes this bullshit uh, uh, attack op-ed against Fauci, and of course it's it's factually challenged, which means they're lying. The name uh, of the piece in USA Today was Anthony Fauci has been wrong about everything, everything. I have I have interacted with him on, says Peter Navarro. Which, by the way, that's so Trumpian. It isn't, you know, he was wrong about this, but but you know he correct. It's he's the most wrong person in the history of the world. Nobody could ever be as wrong as him. He's he's wrong ten times worse than anybody anybody else. You know, and and he claims that that Fauci was against uh, the decision to block travel from china and that is not true we we have a conservative magazine called the dispatch that said fauci supported the move publicly and reportedly privately as well so it really does have all the hallmarks of of trump's signature and fingerprints on it but you move it two steps away by saying navarro is uh, a lone wolf who just does what the hell he wants but if they really weren't in agreement with what Navarro is doing, which is trying to undercut Dr. Fauci, which, by the way, is mission impossible. Good luck with that one, guys. You're going to lose it today. You're going to lose it tomorrow. You're going to lose it on November 2nd. You're, it, it, it ain't going to work. America, for the right reasons, believes him, and for the right reasons, does not believe you, Dr. Trump, in quotes there. Um, so I, this just... just Pisses me off to no end because remember, if 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 uh, Navarro was really off the reservation, wasn't speaking for the president, was saying things so out of school that the president couldn't possibly believe, you fire him, you fire. But the, he doesn't get fired. Of course, he's not going to be fired. No, he's not going to get fired. So uh, the what puppet kind of show, is what is the puppet show is coming to guys? an end, isn't it? Isn't how it? are they? How these? How the, what kind of game, game are these guys playing? Does anybody true? I mean, I don't even think the people who like Trump truly believe that Peter Navarro was off the reservation and just going rogue. Nobody really believes that, do they? You can't. There's no, there's no possible Stop way. Stop asking me to tell tell you what they, they believe or don't believe anymore. It's the funniest thing ever. Is that they provide a, a, an affront. They've, they've attacked this guy now. Probably four or five days have been going hard after Dr. Fauci. He was wrong about this, this, that. Kudlow's been after him and, and all these people. All of a sudden, Navarro publishes this this piece, and it's like he farted at a garden party. They just got to let him stand over there and just waft in it. When it was totally – it was it was all their idea. It was completely licensed by them, and the truth is they love it. But now they have to act like, I don't know, we really – I'm not so sure he should have gone after Fauci like that. Bullshit. Nobody's buying this story. You, you stop being a good liar about – about three and a half years ago. I, in fact, I would I would posit to you that Donald Trump has never been a good liar. I'll say he's been good in terms of quantity. In terms of quality, I don't think he's been a very good liar at all. None of his shit is ever plausible. And it's not plausible that, that Navarro was out there just just throwing bombs and everybody else was going, no, 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 tut, tut. Hold back just a little bit. We really need to take it easy on Dr. Fauci. No, nobody is believing that. I, I think you... you uh... Uh, inadvertently hit on something, and I don't want to let it go by without uh, amplification. The president crossed the what was 
the unthinkable. It was the Cal Ripken <laughs> record of all the he passed the twenty thousand lie mark <laughs> in the last few weeks. And the the only question is, uh, will he hit twenty five thousand before the end of his term? And and that's a uh, that, that that that's a a calling that uh, would take a superhuman effort from even a liar of the quality of Donald Trump. Because let's let's be use round numbers here. He needs five thousand lies in the next hundred or so days. That's fifty a day. Can can he do it, Britt? Can he train? Can no. does he have it in him? My money always has to be on the over. I think this guy can make it happen. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to schedule rallies. That seems to be in question now after the New Hampshire debacle, following the Tulsa debacle. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be able to happen. But again, my money is on him. Uh, he's going to be so he's going to be flailing so much. He's going to be campaigning. So you have to think about that as well. Uh, I think he's going to be able to surpass it. My money would be on the over on that, Brad. Well, but wait, he he isn't. He can't have public rallies. Yeah. So you're saying he's campaigning. Are, are you are you saying that there's going to be another disaster, debacle, completely mentally disheveled, falling apart in front of the country performance like there was Tuesday in the Rose Garden? Here's the here's the story. And and, and if if you saw any of it, you you, you know you couldn't believe what we was hearing. It was a a new level of mishmash syntax, mm-hmm. inability to hold a coherent thought. Uh, uh, jutting from here to there, just making no sense whatsoever on on anything. Yet, yet the takeaway for his campaign and for people that make commercials for him and for people that watch Fox News will be out of that hour, there's probably about 90 seconds of him reading the teleprompter with sound bites, with buzzwords that will make it look like he was actually making sense. Because remember that, because Joe Biden, blah, 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 all that stuff, which is just crap. If you cut that up and use it in a Trump, pro-Trump commercial, it will make it sound as if he has a policy and a campaign. But I don't think that's going to carry. I don't think that's going to carry the day. But what really bugs me, what really bugs me, is the compliance of the press in allowing and participating in what was a de facto presidential rally on Tuesday, uh, not with 6,000 people like in Tulsa, which, by the way, have we checked to see whether the governor of Oklahoma was at that rally and now he's tested positive? It's, it's Bill Stitt, I think, is the gentleman's name, and he has tested positive for the coronavirus. Was he there? He has no. to have been there. I've got to find out. He couldn't possibly have not been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the timing on this seems pretty darn suspicious to me because it's what been three weeks. That's a, that's the the amount of time that uh, a, a lot of people have have uh, uh, not tested positive or or not shown any symptoms until they they start to feel bad. It does say um, that he hosted the rally on the Politico story, and yeah. so um, he is insisting that he did not get it at the rally. Yeah, because yes, everybody knows where he It's like, where did you get pregnant? You fucked 50 guys. Do you know which one? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, he knows for sure. I love this is taking Trump toadyism and suck upness to the billion. This is a new level that he can definitively say that at a spread the virus rally at a super spreader event that he was at, he knows 
for a fact that he, probably maskless even, undeniably did not get it there. Oh, really? It's getting curiouser and and curiouser all the time. Anyway, back to the uh, original thought. Does Trump think that for one second, and maybe he does and he might be right, that the next time he tries to pull this bullshit in the Rose Garden, where he gets everybody together in the press under the pretext of, I have an important announcement about China, and he reads that for about three minutes and then goes off into the wild blue yonder of incomprehensive bullshit for, for, for a full hour of just nuts. And then he takes a couple of questions, suck-up questions, most of them, and then runs off. What bothers me is... Why doesn't a member of the press right there in real time say, Mr. Trump, you brought us all here for a reason, for a, a, a statement on China, and you have turned this into a campaign event. And we, on behalf of the, the uh, Washington press corps, we resent it. We do not like to be used that way. Someone needs to say that right there in real time. Of course, they, they would only get to that after they skipped over having now talked to him several times in the last few days, completely given him a full pass on what he knew and when he knew it about the Russians putting a bounty on American soldiers in Afghanistan. You notice he hasn't had to answer that question. Why aren't they asking him that? Why, don't <laughs> ask about the fucking mask. That's a diversion. That's what he, he wants to be asked about masks. He wants to be asked about the Confederate flag. He wants to be asked about NASCAR. He wants that. Don't do it. Ask the tough policy questions and do not be stooges for his, his little kabuki theater press pass rallies that, that don't make any sense. It's, it, it, Stand up to this guy. Stand up to him. Do not let him do this. And, that, and by the way, is that, is that so, your main criticism of the press these days? Is they kind of well, let him get away with this stuff without calling him out? Well, well that, that's another one. And uh, uh, it's so clear. It's so clear that the reason that whatever occurred yesterday between five thirty and about seven occurred because. All of the news networks and uh, C-SPAN 2, it was on 2, not 1, ran from the beginning to the end uh, a Joe Biden economic speech at about 3 in the afternoon. And Trump, of course, cannot stand. He will not allow the opponent to get the kind of time on television that he so richly deserves and should uh, get only himself not the opponent. So he decided he had to get on there for, in his mind, equal time purposes. That's, that's the only reason that occurred. There was no, there was no reason whatsoever to, to uh, read the statement. And by the way, he was super low energy, detached. I don't want to be here. I'm so lazy. I can't even read the words right. Trump, his face was buried in the page, monotone. So that was a slapdash thrown together thing at about 4:30 in the afternoon. Get here in an hour, people. Uh, we've got an important thing on China, and it wasn't that at all. And it, no, it was a camp. It was you're right. It was a campaign rally. It was nonstop attacks against Joe Biden. Yeah, and and it has been uh, pointed out, and I don't think you can find another example of it. And by the way, just so that we can play the the. Uh, 
what if Obama had did it card? You know who played the what if Obama had done it card yesterday? Hey, I'll give you the initials. BB. BB. Um, I'll give you the network. It starts with an F, ends with an X. Brett Baer said that? Brett Baer. Wow, Look it up. Yeah. Brett Baer, I mean, and I'm not, he didn't just play the, the, uh, if someone else had done it. He said, if Barack Obama had done what Donald Trump did, attacking and using the Rose Garden for blatant political purposes, we would have gone crazy. He said that. He yeah, said well. that. And he's, of course, 110% right and and good for him. And as far as I'm concerned, that, considering the circumstances and the atmosphere which he works in, that took some balls to say that. It's totally true. And he said it on Fox at this moment, at this time. So good for him. Good for Brett Baer. When, whenever somebody pulls out the, well, what about Chris Wallace and Brett Baer? They're straight. Jer- All right. Okay. I got to give him that. You got to give him that one because that is just the facts, Jack. Also, since we last met Catherine Herridge, formerly of Fox, now with CBS, talked to the president one-on-one. Oh and this is the quote. Let's talk about George Floyd. You said George Floyd's death was a terrible thing. President Trump says terrible. Heritage. <laughs> Why are African Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country? Trump says, so are white people. So are white people. What a terrible right. question to ask. So are white people. Right. More white people, by the way. More white people. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I, uh, I, I have to break with you, Britt. I, I, I certainly agree with the president. And that is why, <laughs> that is why I plan to start organizing, uh, white people matter. White people can't breathe. Uh, white people are, are are just not getting a fair shake from the police. I mean, the the number of of bullets in his chamber is is running down to to almost none, mm. and he's going with what apparently he thinks is uh, a, a racist appeal to people who are thinking, you know what, they, they've gotten enough time. You know, it's not just black people that have ever been shot by police, and then. So then somebody will whip out a uh, a number saying, you know, in the last 30 years, more white people have been uh, killed by police than black. Of course, there's there's like four times the number of white people in this country than there are black people. So you, you sort of have to adjust for how many people that there are. Right. And uh, the, the circumstances under which uh, white people get shot uh, are not the same as no. uh, uh, when, when black people get shot in the back running away. And again... We don't even have to argue the merits of what he said because it gets down. Well, was he right about that? We have to argue. No, we don't have to argue about it. But again, I would, I would he's like a racist. For, he's a I would racist. like for all the people who are out there, who are the, the both Sil- Diamond and Silk, and all the very important African Americans who are touting that Donald Trump has done more for black people than any other yeah. president. Please, please, just have that quote stare you in the face and tell me how how great he's been to black people. I'd like for you to explain to me how wonderful this man has been to black people. We won't even acknowledge the problem. If you don't acknowledge a problem in life, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that happens that uh, psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists will tell you about all the time. If you don't acknowledge a problem, you're never going to fix it. If you don't think you're a drunk and you don't acknowledge you're on the floor and you're on puke, you're probably not going to get clean. 
If you don't acknowledge the fact that you're out in the car in the fucking parking lot at Hardee's with a needle in your arm, you're probably not going to go ahead and get clean and stop doing heroin. So if you don't acknowledge that we have a problem where many times over African Americans at a per capita rate that dwarfs white people are getting killed by law enforcement, if you don't acknowledge that, then the problem is never going to be fixed because you you don't think there's a problem that needs fixing. There's no problem. Well, so I, Brit, I would like Brit, to get you, here you, for all, all, all the great African You have to acknowledge that uh, Trump could be right, and they may have been protesting the last six weeks across America for <laughs> right. the wrong race, for the wrong people. The, you know what? Time to get out the paint. Time to fix the streets. That's right. I mean, come on. Come on. Well, that, that paint job in front of uh, Trump Tower has to destroy him. I mean, that has to really get under his skin. It has to really stick in his craw that they put Black Lives Matter, which, as he's pointed out, is a hate group. They put that in front of Trump Tower, and they've, they've fouled I, his beautiful accomplishment. Yeah, I, I think – I don't know whether it was on the Mary Trump interview or whether it's in the book, but I think uh, – that, that that she related that his only relationship with black people in his real life was well that was the chauffeur that was the cook yeah, that's uh, it. yeah. The, the, those are the black people that he knows but well those uh, lives matter those right. those those yeah yeah cook lives matter but uh, see but but uh, uh, and this is what I was talking about a few minutes ago where it doesn't matter how crazy how wrong how nasty how inflammatory how racist how bigoted the statement is if you cut it up into its essence and then you play it over on fox and then you bring out candace owens or 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 some other quote-unquote black conservative to go, you know he's got a point more white people have been killed and, and you know what we're gonna and, and, and they they will feed that over there and the perception will be if that's what they're trying that, that donald trump is really just telling the truth and you i you, the home listener, the in-car listener, you can't handle the truth. Donald Trump tells the truth, just like about the coronavirus. Remember, on the coronavirus, everybody's lying. All the doctors are lying. Everyone is lying except Donald Trump. He's the only one who knows the truth. He's the only one. Only one. We're going to be looking, they say, now scientists are saying that there are going to be record rates of death at this uh, Current trend continues going into the fall and winter. It could be very, very, very bad. Although we have gotten some new, um, we've gotten some good news about the vaccine, but we are still quite a ways away from it. And it doesn't seem like there's any appetite or effort, certainly among leadership, to try to curb um, the record numbers that we're seeing every single day out of places like Florida, Arizona, and Texas. And would you like to know why I think that's true? Why is that? I'll say it. I think it's racism. I think if you look at the demographics of who's dying, I don't think they care. It's an interesting take. I, I, I think that's part of it. I think it's also the, the old Republican mindset that we talked about where nothing happens to a Republican until it happens to them or their family or one of their loved ones. If, if someone close to them dies or someone, it's going to, it is, and I, I think you've always, you've, you've talked about it, it's going to take somebody famous, politically famous, or, or some sort, you know, some sort of star that they love, like a John Voight or a Ted Nugent or a Kid Rock. Then if that person dies from COVID, then maybe at some point they'll pay attention to it. But yeah, I think there's a certain amount of, yeah, it's, it's a disease that affects them, and it's not a disease that affects us when it comes to white people versus black people. I think there's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of truth to that, Brad. Mm. Mm. I think that, um, and and that goes back 
when we talk about systemic racism in America, African Americans have always gotten substandard um, health treatment, health insurance, health care. As a, uh, when you compare it to white folks, their access to health care is not as great. It's yeah. been that way for a long time, and that's really um, regardless of uh, income status and all that stuff. But yeah, that's always been the case, and African Americans, uh, on the whole, in the United States, do not live as long as white people do. So there's a there's a lot to kind of unpack there. But yeah, there the, the the folks who are truly at risk are African Americans. They are black and brown people. And there are a certain number of people who it's fairly easy to kind of turn your back on that. Yeah, I uh, I think it's important that we uh, circle back and make sure that uh, everybody who might not have seen this is uh, aware of it, because for the last few days, it was Donald Trump retweeting uh, Chuck Woolery. Oh, God. Um, who was uh, one of the lead attack dogs against Dr. Fauci, Woolery tweeted this on the 12th, that was Sunday. He said, the most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC, media Democrats, our doctors, but all, not all, but most that we are told to trust. So uh, everybody is lying except Trump. I think it's all about the election and keeping the economy from coming back, which is about the election. That's right, because, uh, again, I'm not going to argue the merits of the stupidity of that. He says, I'm sick of it now funny the next day and uh this is a perfect example of you know the first part of the story gets all the attention then when there's uh, a follow-up or an apology or a backtrack or an elucidation you don't hear about it the next day he tweets this out to further clarify and add perspective COVID 19 is real and it's here my son tested positive for the virus and i feel for those suffering and especially those who have lost loved ones, which in this particular case, this isn't a Republican who is now changing his tune because it personally affects him. Woolery actually might be even worse because he's had a son who tested positive, and we don't know how the, the, the kid got it, and sometimes most people don't know about it, but he still thinks that the uh, standard medical advice from the best people in the world, should be considered secondary in believability and credibility to Donald Trump. And uh, I, I don't know what you do with that one. I mean, how bad are you? Well, I, I'm pretty bad. Well, let me prove you that I'm even worse than you thought I was. My kid has it. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you, feel, and you feel like there still are people out there that are willing to sacrifice their children to go to school in the fall to prove that Donald Trump is right? I mean, we this may guy, have one here. Yeah, we may have one. So, I, mean, I I think that there are a lot of people. Well, I don't know a lot. I think there is a certain number of people who are willing to go. Yeah, I need to get little Billy out of the fucking house, and I need to make my boy look right because we're getting close to election time in the you know in August and September. So oh, it's, I it's I mean, too late. You can, there's 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 nothing they can do. Are, are are you as amused as I am over the again? I know this has to be reported without the kind of skepticism that we can rain on everything. But this idea that you're going to have anything resembling a convention in Jacksonville outdoors in August <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with, with a 
a a group of attendees whose average age is probably over 70, right? Because remember, the Republican Party is still mostly old, white Republican guys. Yeah, that's right. Right. And uh, occasionally they're able to snag a a young honey to bring along with them. But other than that... (laughs) It, it's old Republican white guys, the most vulnerable group. You've already had, I think, now six senators drop off. A bunch of governors have said, uh, we're not going. And to the, almost to the T, all of them said, well, it, it isn't necessarily because of the coronavirus. I have a scheduling problem. You know, they won't say the reason I'm not going is because Donald Trump is so fucked up that he's determined to hold the same kind of convention that there would have been had there been no coronavirus and whatever they put together in uh jacksonville i'm out i'm checking out they won't say that they 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 won't pair their their criticism of the moment or their backing out with whose fault it is because it's trump's fault this is this is all trump's fault remember uh had they just stayed with charlotte and just stayed with the plans that roy cooper and the democrats had laid out for the rules in Charlotte where they could have had the place probably half full with social distancing and people wearing masks. They were willing to do that. And you know what? Based on North Carolina's uh, performance compared to Florida, it's pretty good. Oh, my uh, God. At, at this moment, you could actually say, you know what? They might be able to still pull it off. But, but you know, Trump is such an ass, right, <laughs> that he panicked and and ran um, but they, they might have been able to do it in Charlotte, the, and it would have been completely presentable. It would have worked just as well for Trump, but he's so crazy. And uh, there is a theory that his behavior the last few weeks is residue from the utter failure of Tulsa, of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of the, the one-third full place in Tulsa, looking up there to, to all those Empty seats, and and uh, I was talking about this with my, my wife Jane, and and she is a a tremendous fan of Queen and Freddie Mercury. By the way, I believe yesterday was the 35th anniversary of oh, the, the Live Aid. Aid. Yes, sure. yes, one of the great live performances of all time. And I said, you know, even Queen had a couple of really down years. They were really off the radar for a couple of years before they made a big comeback, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Trump keeps trying to rekindle and restart or they keep saying he's going to reboot his campaign in Tulsa. He's going to reboot. He was going to reboot it in New Hampshire this weekend, but he pretended that the weather was getting in the way because there was no rebooting to be done because no one was going to show up because Donald Trump is not a popular president. And fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. I'm an idiot. And uh, the people who lined up to see him four years ago had no interest in standing out in the heat and the rain. In New Hampshire, there was no rain. They could have had it there too. So I want to dig into what you just said, though. If they're in order to have a reboot, in order to put a no, new coat of paint, there has to be something new, and there's no willingness on anybody <laughs> in this administration to do. Because again, they're not going to acknowledge there's a problem. If you don't acknowledge there's a problem, you're never going to change. You're just going to keep doing the same shit over and over again, and that's what they do every day. There's no, there's no 
body that's going to be able to get him to go, all right, let's just take a couple of gay, days and not just tweet your bullshit that spews from your mind about how Joe Biden is, like, sucking China's dick, and uh, this is happening, and that's happening, and boy, Robert Mueller did this, and man, that steel dossier. Let's just take a couple of days not to do that. We'll just kind of re-message, reprint, and we'll go, hey, man, the economy was going good, and then this virus hit. That's going to be our deal. I sounded a little like Joe Biden when I did that. Hey, man, no, you, you, you just let's. He can't do it. They can't get him to stop spewing off like fucking Linda Blair well, in yeah, The I, Exorcist. I, I, uh, I, I think you're you're right. Uh, times about five, uh, because yes, there there isn't a second act. There isn't a, a, a series of new ideas that are going to come rolling our way very very quickly, and. Uh, uh, no, he can't shut up because he, he feels that, uh, anytime he's not in the spotlight is, is a lost day. And remember, every day that we talk about this like this, it's another page off of your calendar. Rip another page off that calendar. <laughs> we love that phrase. Um, <laughs> it's not important. Rip your calendar. It's not important to explain why. Um, but, but it is. And, and so he's losing every day. He is losing, and the torrent of lies punches through to even his most ardent supporters. When he says in public at the rally in the Rose Garden, disguised as a speech about China, and and by the way, I do think that they think that somehow China is going to be the big issue in the fall. I don't think you could be more wrong. It isn't even it's 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 China stupid. It isn't one of those. That's not what people are thinking about right now. They are thinking about how can I get a job? How can I keep my job? How can I pay my rent? How can I keep my kids safe? How can I find out whether it's even remotely possible for them to be able to uh, go back to school? It doesn't seem like it is. And I'm really, really worried. And 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 Donald Trump is so far away from being able to relate to that, that it just sends Joe Biden's numbers through the roof because Joe Biden, he is that guy that no matter what you think of Joe Biden, the candidate, he is that guy who you can definitely see at home with his wife worrying about his kids going back to school and and being involved in the process. And Donald Trump is so far at the other end of that scale, because uh, that's a job for the nannies and a job for the wife number one or number two or number three, who, whoever handles the children. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it, I don't think it boils down to much more than that. Do you? I don't think so. I think now this is this would be a good time for us to kind of catch up on a story that we haven't really talked about much. Uh, here on the Brad and Britcast, and that is the Goya story. I know that you wanted to talk about mm. that with the, the CEO showing his support, and now there's been a boycott and a boycott, and Ivanka, the the daughter that Trump wants to right. fuck the most, she was on social media holding up a can of Goya black beans, which she which wouldn't she wouldn't illegal. eat if terrorists poured them down her throat. Right. Uh, she as though she supports Goya, and I think she was saying Goya is so good, which is sort of their phrase or something. Uh, Goya is like the number one Latin American Hispanic brand in the world. You see it in every Walmart, every grocery store, and really for generations, it has been something that um, a lot of folks who move from Mexico to the United States, for example, it is something that they can flock to, and it reminds them of home. 
and now he has spoiled that. They do have competitors. I think this is going to really damage Goya's business, Brad. Do you agree with this? Uh, I, th- I think so. I, I think this is a stupid move by the, the, the CEO of the company. Um, again, it's, it's one thing when the president invites you to the White House and he wants you to be a part of uh, a puppet show, uh, a photo op, a, a little powwow where you uh, pay your respects to the president. It's another thing to go overboard and say, you know, God delivered you to us, Mr. President. Thank you, Jesus, for for uh, giving us the greatest man in the history of the world kind of comment, which is what the CEO of, of Goya said at the White House recently. And uh, that caused the kind of re- just revulsion that you're talking about uh, among uh, a lot of people who would be uh, targets of, of, of that company and their, their marketing and, and the rest of it, including, uh, I guess, Lynn Manuel Miranda. It was, it was the, a lot of celebrities that got out there. And what did the guy do? He doubled down. He doubled down. I am not going to be bullied. I am not going to be uh, politically correct. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Is that where you want to go? Is that, is that the hill you, the hill of beans you want to die on? And uh, we, we moved to today. And by the way, there have been boycotts. You know, let's go out and buy the stuff to support them. It's the usual shit by the by the right wingers. Um, but there's uh, Ivanka Trump, who how many times has she done something similar to this while Trump has been president, where she has inappropriately uh, used her position to promote a product. And remember, she is in the White House. She is, you know, she's not just a an outside bystander, right? She has an office still mm-hmm. um, in, in the White House. So there's Ivanka out on social media there. You can see it on Twitter, uh, holding up a can of Goya beans. There's a Goya black beans for Holy Negros, Brad. Right. And uh, Walter Schaub, he's that guy who was the head of the Office of Government Ethics, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I don't think exists anymore. <laughs> no, it's been drummed out of business. <laughs> that, 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 is, that, is, that is long gone. That, that, that went away about the time uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus went out of business. <laughs> I believe it's been defunded, Brad. Right, right. The, uh, uh, Mr. Schaub says that that tweet violated the government code that spells out in black and white that, here's the quote, an employee shall not use or permit the use of his government position or title or any authority associated with his public office to endorse any product, service, or enterprise. Yeah, yeah but gee, there's a lot of wiggle room in there, though, isn't there, Britt? Sounds, sounds, no, no, that sounds fairly black and white to now, me, Brad. Now, wh- here's what you, what's going to happen. They're going to what Trump a million times has said, I have the greatest properties. Uh, Turnberry in Scotland, greatest place ever. Doral would be a wonderful place to hold the G7. So what's the big deal? The answer isn't, we don't count this because Trump has done a hundred things that suck more. And, and that's what he's done to this country. That's what he's done to this presidency. That's what he's done to the office. That's what he's done to, to America. And it's, it's outrageous. And I think in the end, there aren't as many people as we think who are rubbing their hands together and saying, that is so fantastic. That just pisses off the libs. You know, that one gets old after a while. Owning and the again, libs. Owning, right, the owning the libs. Eating his, his again, what, food. It doesn't gain you any votes. 
There are no new votes out there to be. This is the sad thing for me. Again, there are folks that live in trailer parks down in Dothan, Alabama, that might just go to to Walmart and just buy some frijoles negros just to support their man, just to show. I have some some news for you, Britt. He's already got Alabama. (laughs) It's not a problem. (laughs) It's not going to help. Well, but he doesn't have, he may not have Georgia. He may not have Texas. He may not have Arizona. I mean, that's, that's the real story here is that places where he should be running up the score, it's competitive or he's actually behind. Well, that's what's so amazing. I mean, if, if this was a football game and you kept throwing the same pass and it kept getting intercepted, you might want to sit down at least during halftime and think, you know what? We need a new game plan for the second half. But if your quarterback said, no, no, I can nail that pass. I can, if I, I can, I can, I can zero right in between two defend. I swear, give me another chance. And he comes out second half, first time they've got the ball, another interception. What then? Let's keep doing it. That's Trump. Trump is that guy who keeps running the same play, hoping that there will be a different result. And you know, that's the definition of football insanity. <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but I, I think this Goya story is going to be very interesting to watch because I think they're going to suffer a huge penalty in, in the marketplace for this. And I, de- I do think that all the rednecks that go out and buy them an extra can of whatever, cumin or whatever at the grocery store, I think, think it's not going to make up for the well, scores I, I have of news Hispanic for you. folks that are not going to buy that shit anymore. Yeah, I don't know if you buy beans. I do. Oh, yeah. I do. And um, whether it's at Walmart or at uh, uh, Harris Teeter, they're not the only brand on the shelf. In fact, they're a very small section right. on on the shelf. And and the store it, brand for me is always the way to go. And Sorry. Th- it, it, it's not just that. Goya does not offer any organic products. Right. Th- they, they are yesterday's name. And way, I yeah. think I think they have sealed their fate mm-hmm. as a uh, as a company. Um, because if you just want to assume that forever that Hispanic people are so stupid that they're just want to going to keep wanting to buy the shittiest food possible that you can produce at the lowest price and put the highest markup on because you're supporting a Hispanic business. Bullshit. Bullshit. Go go to look at the beans on the shelf there. Look, look at how many choices there are. And um, yeah, they're, they're not the number. I'm sure they're not. They're not even close. I'm it's sure. a huge. It's a it's a massive brand. But you're right. I think their support is a mile wide and an inch deep. I think it goes emotionally among the generations. But I think it can also be yeah. easily defeated. And I also I'm, I'm expecting a bunch of Hispanic folks to come on Fox very soon to tell about how Donald Trump has done more for uh, Hispanic Americans than any other president. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's going to happen very soon as well, right? Mm, no, I'm, I'm hoping sure that's probably already happened. Happen. I'm sure it's happened already. Any uh, any farewells for the Kanye West uh, campaign, which was never really a campaign, but apparently he's decided no. he's not going to be running for the nah, president of the United States. Nah, he, he's he's got he's got mental problems. I, I want to give you a shot at the uh, uh, changing the name of the Tar Heels away from uh, UNC. That that one's popped up now. We got some people making some a- noise over that because there's uh, apparently some. Long-term association with uh, with slave owners yeah. in the Confederacy. What, there what? was always two different stories as to how that nickname came about. One of them came allegedly from the Revolutionary War. One of them came from the the uh, Civil War. I, I think anyone who uh, pays attention or has any sort of allegiance to a nickname that was just made up and assigned to somebody a long time ago is is silly. 
I, I wouldn't mind them going with anything else. Uh, the Rams would be one that would be very easily changeable to since that's what the mascot is. So I'm not going to cry and talk about how my heritage has been stolen and how they're, they're just slaughtering my mommy and my daddy by taking this away. I, I wouldn't have any issue at all with calling them the UNC Rams, uh, if that's what, what it took. And that, I think, I think that would be something to move on. But again, there I am being, you know, I'm, I'm being a very, uh, a reasonable person. I, I, I don't know how to how to phrase it any other way. I'm not going to cry, and I'm not going to like have flags of Tar well, Heels in my front yard and all this I, other uh, horseshit. I, I, I appreciate your introspection there. You know, Britt, I I think that everything, every mascot is is up for review. So I did a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of work, and I uh, I uh, called all my friends at Duke, <laughs> and uh, I said, "What's the deal with this Blue Devils thing?" And uh, they said, you know what, you're right. Uh, we feel pretty guilty about uh, that all this time. So uh, you can just change us to the uh, uh, Duke White Devils. <laughs> White Devils. <laughs> and, uh, now, uh, famous alumnus Stephen Miller said, no, no, it's not the white people who are the devils. It's it's not us. Now, uh, another piece of research I did was uh, uh, I had a little back and forth with an old friend of mine, Don Friedman, who went to uh, Camp Roosevelt with Don. Don's from Buffalo. He lives in Greensboro. He's a great guy. But he's just totally a dyed-in-the-wall Buffalo Bills fan. I mean, you know, he's he's suffered with them really forever. I think they last won a championship in 1965. Jack Kemp was the quarterback. Okay, that's how long ago that was. They were, I think they were in the AFL still, right? They were. Um, and I said, well, what what about the, the, the name Bills? What What's it, you know? And, and I, I looked up uh, Buffalo Bill, a little biography on Buffalo Bill, because – I don't know that much about Buffalo Bill. I want to make sure that he's clean. And it turns out that his father was a big-time abolitionist, anti-slavery guy. So we're going to give the stamp of approval to the Buffalo Bills to keep that name forever. They do not have to. Now, we can go through you know, one by one here. What about the 49ers? What about the gold rush of 1849 out west, California? Were the 49ers racist? Well, little research there shows that's kind of a a back and forth thing uh, because California, I think, came into the Union and they had a, a fight over whether it would be a slave state or a, a free state. They, they they got the free label, but there were some uh, attachments to it, and I think this was you know ten or fifteen years before the Civil War. We're going to give the stamp of approval to the Forty ers Okay. All right, we'll do that. Uh, so- so we can uh, we can go through team by team, <laughs> everybody. Well, now, now let me ask you this one. I, I I didn't. What about the Chicago Blackhawks? Okay, uh, that's, that's clearly an, that's clearly an Indian tribe, right? It is, and then they've got the Indian uh, symbol yeah. right on the front of the jersey. Yeah. So I think that's something they so, should reexamine. So how, do, how are they able to uh, stand up? Now I know that uh, it hasn't been quite as controversial with them as it is with the uh, Washington Redskins, the uh, Atlanta Braves. And the the uh, Cleveland isn't it fun to to watch someone talk about or write about the uh, the Washington Redskins because very often the first reference will be to the the football team in Washington, then later on in the story they will say Redskins and, and they're like the, the, they're afraid to say it as if it's if it's like the N word which it's not obviously. Right. But uh, the, the, they're walking on eggshells over this one, and and I don't know what. What do you think the name? Is? Do you th- I don't think they can keep the word red in there. I don't think you can go with Red Hawks or anything because that just that just makes it too easy. 
I like cavalry. I always, I always like the Washington cavalry, and you can use some cannons or some shit like that. But I, you know, any kind of military theme I think is going to be good because that's going to be a big dick swinging what, top what's gun. What's a singular cavalry? Oh, it's what? like a, it's a battery of people who are out there. Right, that's my point. It's that's a collective. Um, yeah, I love that. I, that. That's what I like. I don't. It doesn't have to be like a plural word or whatever. I like the Washington cavalry is a is a big deal. Uh, you know, people have said the Washington warriors, which they've already got the Golden State kind of thing going on. Any kind of a military thing would be perfectly fine for me. How about uh, non-militaristic and non-racist? No, just, just <laughs> no. You can't you can't have both, Brad. Pick a lane, pal. Brad and Brit.com.